Hi, my name is Indra Kjal and I welcome you to Global Reader Podcast, where we, a real-time factory tracking solution, bring you tools to digitalize and make your factory more efficient. We talk to key people in factories and what we see is making the life of factory managers easier. Hello and um, uh, good day everyone. Uh, I welcome you to our very first um, uh, podcast where we talk to factory managers about digitalization and how it helps them. Today I have been joined here by Rolf Relander, who is uh, a owner and the CEO of Bellus Furniture. And uh, they have done some simple but very effective steps to digitalize their factory. So um, thanks, Rolf, for joining me. And uh, and maybe you'll you'll tell uh, tell us a bit about um, Bellus uh, and and yourself. And and let's uh, see uh, see what you have done in your factory. Uh, thanks for inviting me. Uh, a furniture manufacturing company. We produce uh, sofas and uh, beds. Uh, we have a, a little bit longer history than 20 years in, in that. And uh, mostly we produce uh, home furniture. And uh, our turnover is about 18 million. And we have production units in uh, in Estonia and uh, also in Ukraine. Uh, we, we started with uh, digitalization a few years ago and uh, actually just started with a simple, simple wish of uh, eliminating uh, tons of uh, Excel reports. And uh, I don't think there was like a a clear end goal where we want to end up or what we exactly want to do. Just some things we saw that, that these would be nice to eliminate. And I think that's the, the road we've been taking with digitalization since. So, so what was what was kind of the when when you started? Uh, you, you, if I understand correctly, then then you, you are saying that um, the road to digitalization was uh, was uh, coming from a need to uh, reduce the amount of excels. So um, did you have some sort of a, a plan how to go uh, forward or, or was there just like, uh, okay, let's take the first step and, and then we'll see? Well, I, I think actually maybe the first, uh, first thing was not actually just to reduce the, uh, the hours put on different reports. But I think that everybody uh, has has seen uh, a management uh, meeting where uh, uh, where people come with their own excels and how, where they are looking at uh, some numbers from their own way and and at some point you you sort of uh, create the wish that wouldn't it be nice that we have the numbers are something that uh, we, we don't change the view of the numbers but we actually talk about the numbers I think that was the, the first thing. And once you, once we created those tools that uh, these numbers are generated automatically, then it is not uh, the, the same thing cannot be viewed in many different ways. It's a, uh, and, and as, as a, as an extra uh, sort of benefit came that nobody needs to do those reports. But uh, as you might know that, you know, you want to show something statistically, 
you don't like the result, you twist the view a little bit and, and, and you find a nice uh, statistical uh, uh, viewpoint for the way you want to present the numbers. And I think once we created those tools that uh, numbers are coming in a standardized way, that, uh, that disappeared. So um, can you uh, elaborate more on, let's say, uh, uh, about the amount of Excel sheets? Can, do you have some sort of a number? Uh, did you do some sort of calculation? How many Excel sheets uh, did you have um, uh, uh, when, when you started to um, uh, think about uh, how, how can we reduce them? I, I, we actually never uh, never made that number. I, but I think that if you, if you think that all, that number must be very, very big. I think every office worker has, I don't know, 10, 20 different Excels at so some it, point. So, it, so, it, so it, and then you multiply it and then they send these Excels to everybody uh, back and forth and then somebody starts to analyze them. So I think that's uh, the, the, the amount can be very big. Uh, so, uh, but, so, so uh, once I know they are standardized, then then that amount goes down quite quite a lot. So so I know that you are using uh, you you are using ERP system, and you still had Excel sheets. So um, if if I well, from my experience I can say that yeah everybody's taking the data from the ERP, adding something in the Excel, and then it goes on. So 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 what were the tools you started to use, and and um, um, how how was the road uh, road trip let's say. <laughs> I think there was like uh, several, uh, um, several different uh, roads. It, as, as I told, this was not like, a, and this wasn't, and, and is not also today, like a, 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 a plan that we need to digitalize. That's it's never been under that. Uh, nobody's actually ever talked about in that sense. It's just that been that uh, we've been fixing some things that have been bugging us, and. Uh, so, for example, to, we are using Navision ERP, and uh, first we connected uh, Tableau, which is the analyzing platform, uh, to to this, and uh, just started getting some standardized reports in a more visual way. And uh, after you get a couple of reports, you sort of get hungry, and uh, now. You, now it's uh, quite easy for us to, if we need uh, uh, something, uh, some data that needs to be cross uh, cross checked with other type of data, to to do that kind of reports in house or or look into a situation that uh, uh, that we haven't uh, done before. So it's it's uh, I think the big work was to connect those things and just make it possible. And now I think the amount of things that we are spinning from there is, is growing all the time. So, for example, it started with that we could get order data or order graphs uh, automatically just with a few clicks. Uh, you can easy to look at uh, different countries, different customers, uh, whatever you can uh, by time. Then after that, uh, you, we, we started adding that some things would be nice to have uh, daily on your email as a reminder. And, and that started to give a, a, a certain uh, structure to things. And uh, then we uh, expanded so that actually 
all the all, everywhere in the production there are television screens showing online metrics to to that worker so it's uh, from uh, we started from eliminating some excel reports and today i would say that it's a it's like a, a part of the production so basically you started out from a sales team so that they, everyone in the sales team uh, would be uh, in 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 the uh, like sa same mindset uh, on what numbers we are looking so that's that's yes. a very clever idea uh, and and then um, uh, afterwards you went step by step and and then uh, you got to the uh, factory to the shop floor and now you have screens over there um, which are showing uh, if if i understood correctly then basically you see the information uh, what needs to be done today and where uh, are you with that uh, uh, production plan well, uh, the first first info we are showing to everybody is that if we have a target let's say that the target would be to produce uh, 100 pieces and uh, if it is uh, eight o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock in the morning it might be a little bit uh, difficult to think that okay we, we've done 20 are we on target so we are actually showing a graph which shows that are we ahead or behind from that so it's very visual for everybody that, okay we are ahead and it sort of becomes like a small internal competition that you want that graph to be ahead uh, then uh, in all the work sections that uh, you you have uh, uh, works that need to you have work orders for example earlier we a person could print out the work orders, for example, from uh, Navision or a list every morning, and then they start checking that where, where it is. Now we are updating every 20 seconds on the screen. So if it is, uh, if that work has passed uh, the next station, it disappears from the screen. But the big difference there is that it might feel that you eliminated that one report or printing but it actually makes things very see-through. So if a manager or somebody walks past the screen, they can see immediately that, why have that work not moved forward? What is the problem? Earlier, it was somewhere hidden on a paper, and maybe it was then discussed next day on a meeting or something. So I think that uh, things are the, the thing that uh, things are online and they are visual for everybody that's the the key thing so uh can can you uh can you bring it to some numbers also uh can, can you give us i know some some numbers uh, might be secret but um can you can you give us some sort of uh, uh numbers on on what this kind of uh, mindset change in the factory has done for the company it's it's difficult to say like of course you could find some numbers but it's difficult to say that what is the impact exactly by this but uh but i think that uh, it's quite clear that it's very significant but uh, of course you do parallel so many other projects that uh, that you what is the real impact of this project and that project and, and so on but i would say that uh, an easy indicator would we ever go back to the old way no so i think that's uh, that's a simple thing that are we on the right path i think that we should we should continue on that 
So I, I know that uh, you, you are um, using Global Reader also. Uh, so uh, I know that uh, that um, uh, you you had um, uh, some issues when you started out with Global Reader, and and uh, um, maybe you can tell about uh, those issues and 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 how did you solve them, and how how are you using Global Reader today also? I think actually Global Reader was probably the first digital tool we started with. It's uh, we mounted it on, I think in the beginning, maybe it was two or three machines. And uh, the first uh, uh, first reaction was actually, I was a little very disappointed with Global Reader because it was showing very low numbers. After uh, we discussed it with you, you maybe noticed that actually that was the reality. So uh, it was a very big wake up call that uh, to see that actually when you are monitoring something digitally, how much it actually differs from the thing that you thought it was. So uh, uh, the, the first thing was a shock, like uh, that other machines actually standing so much. And uh, for example, when, when we were reporting uh, uh, changeovers, uh, uh, typically, men were saying that yeah, we do a changeover maybe in 15 minutes. Yeah, we did see that that's not really the case, but we did, really didn't uh, understand that it was actually taking, in average, about one and a half hours. And uh, once we saw that, it was then possible to, to, to issue that, the, to, to make something about it. And uh, one quite simple as uh, this machine that we produce springs with was one of the first we had a global reader on and it's working in three shifts uh, five days a week there was quite many issues with uh, the change from shift to shift and uh, we saw that uh, in the end of every shift and in the beginning of every shift there was very much change over time they were always uh, trying to adjust the machine and it quite, came quite clear that this is not actually adjusting. It is the work day was just a little bit shorter. And uh, without the tool, uh, I don't think we could have addressed it. But then it was quite, uh, quite easy then to, to take it with the workers and, and, and show it that, you know, you're saying that you are adjusting the machine in the end of the shift. And you are saying that you are also adjusting the machine in the beginning of the shift. Now, for me, it feels that one of you is not adjusting. And uh, then we agreed that uh, let's, for the last 10 minutes and for the first 10 minutes, we never adjust. We just, we always give over a, a, a working machine in full speed. And we basically won an hour per, per shift change. I, I remember you. Uh, I remember you once. You made me a call, and um, uh, we were talking about uh, another problem. Uh, you said that um, your your people were actually um, so competitive uh, that um, uh, during uh, the time they had to work, they they made uh, that much uh, a product that your warehouse was full of the product. So um, so it, it's kind of a, 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 an issue from another angle. So how, how did you address that one? Well, we, we were paying piece by piece. And uh, then basically we started, uh, once the efficiency started going up, 
uh, we actually came to a situation where we were overproducing. And uh, actually, the, the, it, was, it was fairly simple to, to address that because we, instead of uh, uh, counting what we produced, we started counting uh, what we are, are needing. So if, if you are overproducing, you will not get uh, pieces uh, paid. But um, again, if we would have done this on paper, for example, I don't think you could do that because you, you cannot, uh, it's, it's so difficult to follow up. But uh, when, once it's a digital tool, it just means that you move the sensor to another place or, or you start taking the data from another other place. So um, let, let's let's uh, uh, try to take a bit of a, a broader look also, and and um, um, I, I think our listeners want to hear also uh, what is uh, digitalization. Uh, so in my opinion, the word digitalization in factories is is a bit um, a ruined word, because um, uh, even if you go from a, a paper sheet to an Excel, then basically it's um, a digitalization. So. Um, what, what, what would you say, what is a factory digitalization uh, or, or industry 4.0 uh, uh, in your opinion? What, 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 what is like um, uh, the feeling that you have on this? Like I said, we actually don't have, even on, on management level, we don't have a digitalization project. We just have uh, different investment uh, cases. It might be that we need to uh, build something. It might mean that we need to purchase a machine, uh, or it might mean that uh, we need to invest uh, some money in, in software. And all these are just looked at the same way that uh, it's, it's a matter of uh, ROI. Are we going to make, if we invest 10 euros to this, are we going to make eight or 12? If we make more money of this investment, Let's do it. And uh, it just happens that today, now once, once we've uh, created these tools, uh, we don't even calculate the ROIs because it's quite easy to understand that uh, once the foundation is there, it's so easy to spin new things. So uh, it's, uh, uh, so these projects are, are just uh, done because we see that they are, are so useful. But, so even if you have a thought, yeah, sorry. So even if you haven't thought about uh, what would be like uh, uh, the, the strategy, now you can say that laying the foundation, even uh, even if you were unaware, was uh, was uh, like the most important thing. And now you can actually uh, start to build on this, and this is a normal part of your company already. Yes, yes, it's. Uh, I think the the start was was. Uh, was maybe a little bit difficult in, I think quite often is because it is not only connecting some tools you find or you want to choose, but it's often also that you need to clear or clean your data. For example, if you, like, like any system, if you want to analyze garbage in, garbage out, and the first reports you take or whatever you easy to analyze, you, you see that, yeah, but we don't have this, or, or this is wrong or so. But once you've sort of uh, 
come over that that you are comfortable with the, that your data is starting to be correct in your in your databases uh, then then you actually start the, i think there is uh, more ideas of what to look and what to do than you actually are able to to do uh, but i just uh, came to a question that um how many uh, people do you have working on this data, um, uh, on these uh, projects? Uh, see, it, it feels like there is a huge team behind uh, um, all these things that you are doing. So, so how do you achieve this? I would say that we have uh, we have one and a half persons uh, uh, working on ERP system. Uh, so, doing recipes uh, or or. Or, or changing some stuff, so so like the the, the main users, and uh, then we have uh, uh, one person from our management uh, who is has taken a role that is very interested in this. I I assume that maybe uh, a third of his time goes to these kinds of uh, uh, projects. So so you're so saying that it's. That it's a Basically, you can do it like only few people. So uh, it, it, uh, digitalization or, or making new things happen, it shouldn't be about uh, uh, creating a team of 10 or 20 people uh, to actually do something. But uh, um, uh, you, you have to find the interested parties in, in the company and you can start to do amazing things. I think the, the, the key there is that you have to find the, the parties that are interested. So you need to have somebody that actually burning for the for the idea that doesn't only see the problems that uh, that we we have this data is missing or 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 this is wrong or that it's just okay let's fix it and put it together and I think that uh, if we think of uh, uh, the things that are done outside of the house for example with an outside partner quite often the IT projects need to be specified very, very like uh, to the point. But uh, we've seen that uh, if it's done in-house, we can actually easily in the morning test something. We see what comes out and it's, ah, okay, this doesn't look really how we want it. Let's tweak it a little bit. And then we're done, then, then we have it. So I think you need to have a, a person that is, uh, it would be very good to have a person in the house that is like the owner for for some of these things so that you can test and do stuff like on the run i've always i've always said that uh, with any kind of uh, uh, it project that uh, a company takes uh, there should be an owner uh, who, who takes the responsibility of, of getting this uh, project through uh, and and uh, it's really uh, nice to see that um, uh, this uh, that you are sharing this uh, idea with me so basically, um, I think um, uh, I think um, I, I have the idea. I hope uh, our our listeners also have the idea how it works at uh, Bellus Furniture. So, um, uh, would you like to say uh, anything um, uh, to to conclude what is uh, what is uh, happening uh, uh, like in the future for you, and and what what will it bring for you? Uh, in terms of, of uh, different IT systems and, and, and digitalization and how it will affect uh, the future um, uh, working order or, 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 um, or all these uh, 
uh, different, um, uh, let's say, even uh, when they are talking about four day weeks, uh, work weeks. Uh, so um, how does the future look uh, like uh, for you? I think for digitalization, I think we're, we're going to continue on the same, same path. We have this, uh, I would say that we have two different, uh, two or three different ways, uh, major ways. One is that uh, from things that are connected to our ERP in a vision and uh, from where we then spin things out that are part of a bigger system. But then we have quite many uh, standalone uh, digitalization things like, uh, for example, Global Reader, which is uh, not connected to our ERP, but it's like it's a was uh, like when we uh, when we first uh, talked. I, I my first point was that we're never going to connect this to the ERP because IT people are so busy and. Uh, this project will never ever run. That's why we have quite many standalone things that are fast to set up and also fast to give results. And I think that uh, we are probably going to expand on these, the amount of these standalone things that are, are either uh, uh, analyzing the a specific uh, machine or uh, making, for example, the, the yield of some machines uh, or the outcome of some machines better uh, by digitizing tools. So I would think, for example, uh, for example, for persons doing some some foam cutting, for example, to have uh, digi digital tools for them to so that they can actually have a better result out of uh, of that material. So those could be the next uh, steps. So what I'm taking uh, with me uh, for sure today is that um, that uh, first of all, uh, have your um, uh, foundation uh, built uh, with your team, uh, then start to um, uh, build on that foundation and always test out uh, standalone systems, uh, see if they are useful for you. And uh, from there, you can all already see where you need to go. So... Um, important thing would be start with something small that you are sure you can finish. So uh, start with an easy thing, for example, uh, one machine setup and uh, see how, what you can, what you feel that you can get out of that data, you get some results and then uh, the hunger will build. If you start too big, the risk is that the project will fail and, and you never reach the results, but uh, uh, some easy wins uh, to start and, and get people interested and, and motivated. Thank you for that comment, Rolf. And um, thank you everyone for listening. Rolf, thank you for joining me today. This is, uh, this is the end of our first podcast and I hope uh, uh, you enjoyed it. Uh, let us know uh, what kind of topics you want us to uh, go on uh, next time and um, uh, come back to us too, uh, soon. Thank you. Thank you. Global Reader is a real-time factory tracker. Thank you for listening and go to globalreader.eu and find out more.